0: Man, I, I want to just encourage you guys again, as I said down there, um, uh, you know, about how the importance we've been talking about it while I did that two week mini series called, uh, uh, You Belong. And again, this has been our, 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 we've been in our launch of our, our fall life group semesters. And so, um, and so we just want to culminate it tonight and kind of one more push just to encourage you. And, and I want to encourage you out of the scripture that I mentioned, and a lot of y'all going to be familiar with the scripture, um, And it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, beginning in verse 9. It's verses 9 through 12. Let's go ahead and pray uh, over our time in the Word. Hey, Brian, what's happening, man? Well, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for our time in your Word. Uh, We know your Word is living and true, active and powerful and sharpened in any two-edged sword. So, Lord, we just ask that you would speak to us tonight, Lord, as we come together as men. Lord, I love coming together and speaking to men, Lord. I, I love speaking to all your people, but it's just something special about speaking to men. I thank you for these gentlemen. Well, we do all need each other. Lord, you said iron sharpens iron, and I just pray that tonight we'd be encouraged, and the ladies would be encouraged, as my wife's speaking downstairs, as we come back together to break bread bread later, Lord. I, I just pray you'd be glorified, and we'd be encouraged in your word, Lord God, and just strengthen, equip, and Lord, challenge. I pray, Lord God, that you would challenge us tonight, wherever we are to continue to move, Lord God, and to grow in wherever Amen. aspect yes. we're at, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, Amen. y'all can come sit down, Amen. man. It's, I'm not going to spit on y'all too much, I don't think. And then there's some seats over there if y'all don't want to sit right in the front. I just hate you guys to stand up the whole time, you know. I'm only going to be about an hour and a half, so it shouldn't be. So I don't <think>. Hey, it's not yeah. the Saints game. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you else playing tonight? I found I actually spoke. at playing? Tonight. No, they're playing tonight. App State let's on ESPN. Right yeah. So yeah, yeah. All right, let's pray. Let's pray for these brothers, brother, right now. Actually, and I found that I I saw the news last night, but actually I got this. I got the honor of speaking to speak at Chi Alpha today, nice. and they were they were talking about it. So yeah, I had a great time, and so that, that means so, yeah. they don't win. They play on first yeah. night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so hey, if you in Ecclesiastes, if you want to follow along, your Bible or your phone, you Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse. These verses of Scripture, gentlemen, again, make it clear how important it is for us to have meaningful relationships in our lives. We should never try to walk through life alone. Come on in, brother. What's happening, man? What's going on? Uh, We should never try to walk through life alone, man. It's so important, valuably important that we have... Connections with other people, and especially, I'm gonna be specific with other men in your life. Come it's on. it's important to be, to be, and have connections with, with other men. Uh, this year I've been meeting with a group of men once a month, and it's just, it's been a blessing. You know, it's been a blessing to have other men to encourage one another, and we have great conversation. We get in the word, we pray for one another, and so it, it, we, we all need that. So, just straight from the scripture, just the next few minutes, I want to give you four reasons come that straight out of these verses of why it's so important that we have meaningful relationships in our lives. Number one, it said it first first verse that we read, we can help each other succeed. Gentlemen, isn't that right? Verse nine, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. I was telling the college students today how, you know, they they sometimes get together and study, or they have projects together to help them succeed on an exam, or or a a, a project. But you know what, for us, you know what, man, other... To have relationships with other men in your life can help you to succeed in your marriage, right? Uh, to help you to succeed, uh, in walking in purity, right? That's the temptation. I I met with a young man right before service and, and he told me his journey of, 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 of his battle with pornography and that he's gotten free from that. But, but you know, that he, he has somebody now that every day checks on him and says, Hey, how you doing? And he tells them every day, no pornography today, man. He said he's been clean. Other men can help us to stay pure, right? In that every man's yeah, bow, man. we all, yeah. everybody's yeah. tempted in that area. In finances, you might be like, man, I'm good. I don't deal with pornography. I don't deal with this. But, man, I, I struggle with my finances. You know, you need other men to help you in your finances, in your spiritual walk. You know, people to help you to when you, man, it was such a blessing. Listen, in this very room, guys, when I first got saved and started coming to this church and serving, First area I served in was an intercessory prayer, which they still meet every Sunday during both services. We have a team that pray in this room, and guess what? I jumped in that team because I thought, you know what? I, I, I you know, I, I'm just I can pray silently, right? I can pray low. I can, you know, but I found something I wanted to serve. But I found being in this room, you know what? It helped. It helped teach me how to pray. Because guess what? I heard how other guys pray, right? Amen. I heard how other men and women. And sh- Look, I ain't no shame in my game. they like, I hear them praying, but man, I like the way that they prayed. You know, I started praying that way, right? Amen. So you know what? People in this very room, when I first became a Christian, helped me to learn how to pray. Amen. It helped me with my prayer life. And there's so many different ways. Listen, in order to succeed, we got to team up. But, but most importantly, listen, you got to be teamed up with someone who is like-minded and has the same heart. Come on now. Amen. So not just don't, don't don't just team up with any knucklehead, okay? Right? When we teach our children that. You know, my son, he's going to KDN. He's a freshman at KDN. I mean, he went from being a school here to homeschool to now he's at a 5A school. It's like, man, and we try to teach him. Listen, he wants to make friends. He's made a lot of new friends, but be careful. I always pray over him, man, that he would be a light and a leader and not be influenced Amen. to do evil, but to influence others to good, right? Amen. You know, and so the Bible says, bad company corrupts good morals. We need to team up with people that are like-minded and have the same heart, right, so listen Amos three three says this: Can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? you got to team up with somebody that 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 uh, are a group of men. That have the same heart and have the that same direction in life yeah, that that man, you I'm pursue sure to have. Again, man, if you if you want to learn about finances, well, man, jump in the finance group, life group, right? It's all about life groups tonight. And again, trying to they start next week, gentlemen, a marriage. If you want to work on your marriage or or whatever the case may be, you know, be like mine. We just talked about the game tonight, right? The game just okay, it's just starting. Or well, UL and both these teams. but UL, when they run out this they ran out that tunnel as they are taking the field. How many of y'all know, in order for them to win that game, they got to be on the same page, right? Yeah. Yeah. All 11 men on that field are going to have to be on the same page. They literally got a playbook. They're going to have, you know, plays that they run in. Uh, defense are going to have different coverages, but they got to be on the same field, right? Your boy still playing for Ann this year, right? I went to one of the games, and, I'm, yeah, his, his – is this your third son that played football for Katie And the, the George boys are a beast, by the way, if you've never seen them play. And so, and so, but you know what? When they're on defense, they got coverages. They got assignments that they have to do. They got to be in, in one mind and, and one heart. And gentlemen, in the kingdom of God, it's got to be the same way with us, right? Oh, we we need to be connected. If you don't have those relationships, if you don't have solid relationships with other godly men that can help you in your walk, your marriage, your purity, your finances, whatever the case may be, listen, I want to encourage you. Jump in a life group and, and, and get connected with these guys. Amen? So we can help each other succeed, right? Amen. Number two, we can help each other in our struggles. That's right. How many of y'all like me and have struggles in your life? Come on. I got both hands and one foot raised, right? Yeah. We, we all struggle, man. We all have different issues, right? Look what verse 10 says. If one person falls... The other can reach out and help. Amen. The truth is all of us fall sometimes, right? Yeah, we yeah, all yeah. mess up. We all miss the mark. Yep. You know, whether it's an area of sexual purity or, and just, man, just the way I talk to my wife or my kids sometimes, right? Whatever the case may be, we all fall. Listen, we need a close friend or someone we can trust and confide in when we're struggling with something. When you're struggling with something, you got to have somebody young. And that, listen, it could be your wife, but but we were specifically talking about men. You need to have somebody, a man that you can you can confide in, uh, somebody you can link up with. You know, I heard one man of God say yeah, it like I heard this: the UL game start. He's already linked. I heard, hey, I heard it. <laughs> okay, guys, y'all listen up. I heard it. I heard it. Um, put like this before. Okay, if you're the only one that knows your secrets, you're in trouble. Come on now. You're in trouble. Somebody said it also, the same guy said, you're only as sick as your secrets. Yep, right. So if you're struggling with something and you're the only one that knows about it, you're in trouble, guys. Amen. Yeah. You need to have at least one person, if not a close group. And I'm not talking about, yeah, hey, I'm never going to actually get up in front of the church and confess your sins. I ain't doing that. I don't know about, it. but you know what? We, we need. I have somebody like that. My wife's one of those people. My pastor's another one. But I have close friends that I can <laughs> talk to and say, hey man, I'm struggling with this. I just need you to pray for me. I need you to. I I need some help with this, right? We all need that. You're only as sick as your 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 secrets. Listen, because look, verse ten says this: Someone who falls alone is in trouble. Mm -hmm. Someone who falls alone is in trouble. We all struggle, but if, if you're struggling by yourself again, and you're the only one that knows your secrets, and you you keep falling into the same temptation, sin, struggle, addiction, whatever the case may be, it guys, it can even be anxiety. It can be depression. If you're the only one that knows, if you think, well, man, I'm a Christian, I shouldn't have to deal with this. I know back in the day, a lot of us were taught that way. Well, man, if you're depressed, man, just cast that thing out. Just pray. Well, listen, that's part of it. But the other part of it is that you might need help, man. You might need to have somebody to walk with you. You know, I thought about this. All of us, a lot of you guys in there, at one time or another, everybody has got their vehicle stuck in the mud, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your truck, your car, something, your four-wheel or something, right? And when you are stuck in the mud, it don't matter what you do, man. You can mash on the gas as much as you want. You can put it in low. You can put it in high. You can put it in reverse. You can turn that wheel. What happens? You're stuck. Matter of fact, a lot of times, you get even deeper, right? And you're just flinging mud all over your vehicle. Or if, if you have somebody trying to help you. you. ever been the guy trying to push the truck out, and you just getting mud flinging all yeah. over you, right? you just stuck. What do you need? You need another vehicle, a truck to come tie up a tow strap, right? And pull you out of the mud. Sometimes in life, we get stuck in the ditches of life and we're not able to get out ourselves. Yes, the Lord is helping us, but the Lord uses people to help. Listen, this is the word of God, y'all. This is what the scripture says. Two are better than one. We all need someone that can encourage us and help pull us out of the ditches of life. Sometimes, also, it might not be a sin, it might not be a temptation, it might not be a struggle. You might be going through some struggles in life that has nothing to do with you. Things happen, right? A couple of weeks ago, I talked about how life happens. Life changes, life happens. You know, tragedy strike, right? We just prayed for, for Mr. Elliott's uh, you know, brother-in-law, for his wife's uh, uh, brother that, uh, that passed away, right? That's going to happen, right? Thing, things will happen in life. And, and, and man, we go through hurt. We go through pain. We go through grieving. Life happens. And so sometimes. It's not our fault. We, the, the, Bible's caused us to come together to help one another. Look, look what Ecclesiastes 4.8 says. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but I, I wanted to talk about it again. The Bible says this, and I love this, specifically talking about men. But when the Bible says man, it means mankind because we, we're men and then there's women. They, they, they men too. It's just like, whoa, man, you know, so they, <laughs> right? We all, it talks about mankind, but specifically men. Look, there was a man all alone. He had neither a son nor a brother. And this is speaking of a close relationship. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. See, listen, guys, life is hard enough as it is, not to mention if you try to go at it alone. Wouldn't you agree, man, life can be tough, right? It's tough enough as it is trying to go at it alone. See, again, the word toil means this. It means to move or travel with difficulty, weariness, or pain. So when the Bible says that That a man that was alone, there was no end to his toil. You know what that means? If you, you try to do life alone, there's going to be no end to the difficulty, weariness and pain that you're going through or that (coughs) you might go through. We all going to have that. You're going to have seasons of that in your life, but there's other, you need other men and and people to come alongside of you to help you walk through that season because God don't want you to stay there, man. Right. I love Psalm 23 says, even though I walk through The valley of the shadow of death. The key part of that scripture is God wants to take you through the valley. He never meant for you to camp out in it. He never meant for you to build a house in the valley. David got the revelation that my God's going to walk me through the valley, right? The second part of that verse says, his eyes will never be content with his wealth. Why was this man not satisfied with all his money? Why is that? Why was he never satisfied with all his money? Here's why. Because no amount of money in the world can fill the void that relationships were meant to fill. Amen, amen. Listen, we are relational beings. God created us first and foremost to have a relationship with him. That's the most important relationship we can ever have on this, this earth is to have a relationship with the living God who created us through his son, Jesus Christ, right? Amen. We are relational beings. And then next, to be in relationship with one another. Guys, listen, we have all heard stories of rich people that made millions, millions and maybe billions of dollars, yet we're alone. They were miserable and even took their own lives, right? It doesn't matter. Listen, guys, you can have a great job, a great career, and make tons of money, be very successful, have influence and notoriety. If you don't have solid, meaningful relationships in your life, you'll never be truly satisfied. And That's the truth of the matter, right? So number one, we can help each other succeed. Number two, we can help each other in our struggles. Number three. We can help comfort each other. And I know for men, this might be something like, oh, man, I'm good. I don't need to be comforted. Well, you know what? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I just prayed that over uh, the Wyatt family, that God is our merciful Father, and he's the source of all comfort. If God says we need to be comforted, I got news for you. We need to be comforted, right? We can help each other. Look, this is a good picture here. Verse 11 in Ecclesiastes says this. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Again, being warm is a picture of comfort, right? Now, we don't get many super cold days here in South Louisiana, right? We had two mornings where it was cool, and then today you got the AC pumping again, right? Yeah. Yeah. We was hoping it's going to be a little cooler for the chilly night, but we do every once in a while. We get some cold days. Isn't it nice if you've been working all day, even if you've been playing? I, I like to duck hunt, so, man, we'll go out and hunt in some cold, windy, rainy days, And man, even though I love going out there hunting, when you get home, man, it's nice to get some warm, dry clothes and get a bowl of chili or gumbo in you, right? It's a picture of warmth. Listen, for those of us that are married, one of the many blessings of being that is man, in the wintertime, it's nice snuggling up to mama and that body heat can keep you warm, right? Right? Again, I got a little more insulation to help keep her warm right here nowadays, right? But it's a picture of warmth. I mean, a picture of comfort. That's what he's saying. you know, Two can lay down together and keep each other warm. It's a picture of comfort. Look at First Thessalonians 5.11. It says, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another encourage, courage, just as you are already doing. Listen, again, we all go through tough times in life. We all have experienced or will experience tragedy, hurt, and pain, and we will need to be comforted. Think about this. I, I hate to keep using the wide family. I know it's part of it, but... You know that's one of the main reasons we have funerals, guys. Right? That's one of the reasons that we have a funeral. Yes, you. You know, people say I want to go pay my respects to the to the deceased, but the really the main part. To go to a funeral is to go and support and try to comfort the family. Amen. Just Amen. recently, obviously as a pastor, we go through. We go to a lot of funerals. I went to one a few, a few uh, weeks ago, and, and a brother in the church. He lost his mom, and and so of course his wife and his kids are there, and, and one of his kids that are grown. Um, I, I just went to talk to him. Hey man, how you doing? How things going? He said, man, it was been rough. He said this though. He said, but man. I feel better today just seeing all the people that are out here today. Amen. And look, I watched him. There wasn't even a whole lot of people that he was talking to. Just the amount of people that came to his grandmother's funeral brought him comfort, right? Amen, man. So listen, we, we need one another, man. We need to, we all, gonna, and I know we men like, man, I got this. I, I, I'm good, man. I, I don't need to be comforted. I'm all, you know, man, the truth is, guys, we do. Yeah, it's, right. it's nice. It's good to have our wives and people. But, man, it's good to have another man, just a, a manly man, a godly man, to put his arm around you and say, man, look, I love you. I'm praying for you. I know you're going through a tough time. It might just be that, guys. Hey, yeah. man, I'm praying for you, man. Just to know somebody else is praying for you is a blessing. How many, yeah, how yeah. many of y'all would agree with that, right? Amen. So, listen, the Lord calls, wants us to be in relationship. Because ultimately, God, this is this is all glory to God. God is doing all this things through other people he ministers to us through his word by his spirit but also through other people right when he says i'm a father to the fatherless Listen, when I got that revelation, I was reading a book about fathering, and I got that revelation that he's a father to the fatherless. My dad committed suicide when I was 19 years old. A lot of y'all have heard my story. And, and when I got saved and got a whole of Psalm 68, 5 that says he's a father to the fatherless, I realized that God was fathering me. And I would feel comfort through reading the word. I sensed the spirit when I would pray and worship, but also... Through other men, through Pastor Ty, through Brother Francis. There's other men in this church that have fathered me. and that Because you know what? God's given us his word and his spirit, but there's nothing like some physical arms that no, when a, a man of God right? wraps his arms around and says, man, I love Amen. you. Because I know what? That's a representation of God. Amen. A good, healthy, godly father, whether it be biological or spiritual, again, God manifests himself as a father, right? right yeah. So just so it's clear, I, I, this, is, this is God wanting to minister to, through us or to us through other men. So he wants to help us succeed, help us with our struggles, you know, comfort us. And then the fourth and final thing, which we all go through, we can help each other in the battles of life. Amen. We can help each other in the battles of life. Now, this is where we're more be, men might be tracking with me now. Like, all right, yeah, let's let's look, we, we have battles. We need to go to war. Look what it says in verse 12. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Listen, gentlemen, there is a spiritual battle going on all around us. And you and I are a part of it, whether you know it or not. Amen. Amen. All of us are in a battle, whether you acknowledge it or not, we are in a battle. The Bible says that we have an enemy that wants to take us out. That's right. It wants to take us out. The Bible makes it clear. First Peter 5, 8 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yeah. I mentioned this a few weeks ago too, but it's so true. As I was talking to these college students today, I said, you know, because I didn't know this. I know some of there are Christians. Some attend every once in a while. It's free meal with a message. So, you know, they, they give them a, a free meal and they, 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 they listen to a message. <clears throat> so some of them kids might just be coming in to grab a burger, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and yeah. so they play a game and they, they give away some, some prizes and stuff. So I know there's a there's a wide range, and I was telling them, you know, for for college students or or the people that are intellect, they're like, oh man, well the the, the Bible's not relevant for today. Does it doesn't that's stories, and that's all. That was thousands of years ago. I love like a scripture like this to show you how relevant the Bible is, and it's timeless. It could have used any kind of other animal, but the Bible says that the devil prowls around oh, like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. I've mentioned this before. How many of you guys like to watch these animal shows, like on National Geographic or something? What is a lion or any animal of prey, one of his main strategies that he does, what does he do? He tries to isolate some yeah. prey from a yeah. pack. When there's a pack of animals, he they go after a, 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 a print some prey, and they try if there's not already one by themselves, there's one peeling off by himself. That's who they're going after. Yeah. They're going, and if not, I've watched them, I love these shows. I've been watching Animal so I was a kid with my dad. They try, they peel one off, they isolate one. Sometimes it's the smallest, sometimes the weakest, but they'll go after a big bull if they have to. But they try to get him alone because you know what? If they can get him alone, it's easier for a lion to take them down. So let's go back to the scripture. Our enemy, the devil prowls around like a lion, so what is his main strategy to isolate it right he wants to isolate you to attack you because he he's gonna attack and what's interesting is that I've watched some of these shows where they'll even get a little calf man, but if the herd turns around, the herd can come back and even i mean even you know these different water buffalo or whatever and they they'll they'll start running these lions or tiger whatever they are because they're in a pack they're in a group, and these big old bison or whatever can 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 protect the calf and they can get back in the herd. So it's important looking. and if you've been isolated if if you haven't you know really accepted this principle of being in a in a in a tight community of believers of men like we have it set up in life groups and and many other people that that it, it's just a great form to get connected. Listen guys, you might not buy into the whole life group thing I want to do it and that's fine. I we can't force you to do it. But like I said earlier about ha- the only one having certain secrets and if you're isolated and you've been getting attacked by the enemy, you better have at least one person in your life. That's solid. That you can confide in. You can have pray with you, and you can they can help you. Okay, so listen as 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 I wrap up this point, and then we'll conclude here in a few minutes. The scripture I'm about to read, I love this. Shows the the, the I love how the Bible gives a principle or tells about something that has a story that kind of you know that plays out that plays it out or shows you. The scripture I'm about to read is about one of David's, King David's mighty men. And the, the Bible lists in Chronicles about his mighty men. He had the 30, then he had the three. These were some bad dudes, by the way. These were like the elite soldiers of the time, the special forces, so to speak. And there was one that they were speaking of. It was just a couple of verses. His name was Eliezer, and it says this, 1 Chronicles eleven thirteen 13, and 14. He was with David in the battle against the Philistine, Philistines. The battle took place in a field full of barley. And the Israelite army fled. Listen to this. The whole army fled. But watch this. But Eliezer and David held their ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord saved them by giving them a great victory. Isn't that amazing? They're in a battle. The whole army fled. But one guy stood with his king. Stood with his, 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 his friend. Back to back, just as Ecclesiastes says, and they, with the Lord's help, because look, the Bible says the Lord saved them by giving them a great victory, right? And he was able... To have a great victory and beat them back notice it was them too and the Lord that saved them go back to Ecclesiastes it says a triple braided cord is not easily broken listen guys you another guy and the Lord is really all you need amen, right. amen. 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 it's really you know nowadays if you you know you've been in any weddings anytime lately you'll see the scripture a lot they use the scripture they they'll, they'll have like signs whatever some people have even a ceremony during that has the triple braided uh, cord that represents the husband the wife and Jesus and, and this this is a great principle to see this. When you're getting attacked by the enemy, you need to have someone or some people who can stand with you and pray with you through the fight. Amen? Amen. It's very important. This picture of a physical fight with swords and whatnot is it, it, a picture of us in the spiritual realm. When the enemy attacks our minds, attacks our health, listen, even attacks our relationships. You need to have brothers around you that will pray with you, that will walk with you, that will encourage you through it. And I've said this too. You know, listen. Some of you don't maybe have not bought into this principle because you're you, you're you're you've been hurt already in close relationships. It could even been a parent, a mom or dad, a brother, somebody that you trusted that you 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 put your trust in, you 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 confided in, and they hurt you, they betrayed you, and so now, man, you're 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 weary about wanting to get into these kind of relationships. Listen, I want to tell y'all gentlemen, this was not an accident. It was a deliberate plan by the enemy to try to mess up your relationships so you would keep you from the most valuable thing in life. Again, which is relationship, your relationship with God and then your relationship with others. So I'm going to close by saying this. Your life will drastically be impacted by who you go through life with. Oh, Amen. Your Amen. life will drastically be impacted by who you go through life with. I can tell you, before I gave my life to Christ, I was running with a bunch of knuckleheads. And guess what? I was a pillhead, I was a pothead, and I was an alcoholic that was addicted to pornography and chasing all the tail <clears throat> I could, right? Amen. After I got saved and got born again... I got a whole new set of friends. Amen. And those guys helped me to pursue the Lord. Amen. Pursue holiness, pursue purity. That 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 showed me that, you know what, real men like those sticker says love Jesus and and gave me, you know, the models that I can have, guys that I started running with, you know. So who you do life with drastically will impact your life. I said this earlier. Again, guys, the most important relationship you can have is a relationship <laughs> with the living God. Amen who made you, who created you, and who has a plan and a purpose for you. Listen, what Romans 5, 18 says. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Amen. Amen? Amen. See, original sin came into the world (laughs) when Adam and Eve fell to the temptation in the garden. And since then, we've all been born into sin. Sin is anything contrary to the word of God, anything that, that, that that's really contrary to, to God's laws. He laid out. He showed us the Ten Commandments that all these things that we've all broke, I've broken them a hundred times, right? You know, when you get into where Jesus says, if you even look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery. Come on, gentlemen. How many of y'all have committed adultery amen. without even touching another woman? On, is amen. that right? Exactly. We all have. I know I have. Again, I'm raising both my hands, guys. Right? And so... That sin, Jesus listen, we had a sin debt we could never pay because Amen. we have sinned. Even one sin, even the thought of adultery, lust with another woman warrants us to be eternally separated from God. Right. We had a debt. I was talking to these college students that have uh, probably have a bunch of student debt. Some of y'all here, have younger guys older, that have student loans and had debt, right? And, but you can pay that back monthly. Some of us have a, a Most of us, we have a, live, own a house. You got a debt on your house, right? You have a mortgage. We pay every month, right? Well, we can pay that every month. We had a sin debt none of us could ever pay. You can be the best person on earth and do good things every day and not pay this debt. Come on now. Right? Yeah. Sin, the Bible says, separates us from God. So there was a debt we could never pay. But God loves us so much. He sent his only son to make the way. To pay for our debt. So what's the, the Adam's one act brought sin into the world? Jesus' one righteous act was him coming down, leaving the throne of heaven. God's only begotten Son left the throne of heaven, came down, became a human like us, went to the cross, and he bore our sin. He paid for our sin debt. Amen. And that's the only way we can have a right relationship with God. Amen. You can you can clean up all your life and do as many good deeds as you can. You can be better than Mother Teresa was. And still not have your sin that erased. The only way to do it is by putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. By believing. And the Bible says if you believe in your heart, which means to trust and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. You'll be saved from your sins. You'll be saved from eternal damnation. And you will start a right relationship with God. Amen. Amen. So do me a favor. As we close, gentlemen, I want to pray with y'all. And you know what? I know most of the guys in here, but I don't know everybody. And I never want to close out a time together from the word without giving people an opportunity to start a relationship with God. So do me a favor, everybody bow your head. Just if you don't mind, let we close your eyes. Just out of reverence for <laughs> the Lord and respect for people. Guys, we need to have a reverence for God, right? God's almighty, all holy. Amen. Even every time we sing holy, holy, man, I, I, I want to bow before the Lord. He's holy. He's righteous. He's the creator of heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in him. He's the one that keeps our hearts breathing, beating and our lungs breathing. So let's just reverence him right now as we bow before him and respect others. If you say, Brandon, man, I'm not sure if I have a right relationship with God. Listen, guys, we've all sinned. I know that. All of us sin and fall short of God's glorious status, That's what the Bible says. Romans also says that the wages of sin is death. And that word death is not just a physical death, but it's eternal separation from God. The Bible makes it clear when we die, there's either heaven or hell, we will be spending eternity. There's no in between. You might say, well, man, how could a good guy?" you say God's good love, how could he send us to hell? God doesn't send anybody to hell. Matter of fact, again, you would have to step over Jesus to get there. He's made every provision for you To be saved, as Pastor Todd talked about Sunday, to be redeemed. He wants to buy you off. He did buy you off of the slave block of sin with his blood. So with nobody looking around, if you just say, Brandon, man, I I don't know if I've ever asked Christ to forgive me of my sins. I don't know if if I'm in a right relationship with God. I'm talking about a relationship, guys. I'm not talking about church, and I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a true, genuine, intimate relationship with God. Through the Lord Jesus of Christ. If you say, Brandon, I'm not sure if I have that. Man, I'm not sure if I, if tonight was my last night on this earth, where would I spend eternity? I remember my mom posed that question to me, and I said, Mom, I don't know. And she said, If you don't know, means you're going to the wrong place. And she was absolutely right. So if you're in here tonight, nobody's looking around. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to stand up and then. But I want you to just acknowledge and say, Brandon, I need to get right with God. I need a relationship with the Lord. If that's you. I just want you to slip up your hand, and we're going to pray all together. I see your hand, sir. Anybody else? Hey, man, I need to get right. Anybody else? I need to get right with the Lord. Anybody else? Thank you for being bold, man. I just want to take a minute before we close out. All right, sir. That's, that's, we're going to pray together. And some of you may have not raised your hand. I just want to lead you in a simple prayer. It's not the prayer. It's not. It, it, it's, it's a profession of faith and acknowledgement, right? So I want y'all to just pray together with me. Let's just pray together. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying for me. Lord, I know that I sin and I repent of my sin. I turn away from it and I turn to you and I ask that you would save me. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new today. Now Lord, give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, come on, let's give these a hand clap. Well, guys, that's the most important relationship. Listen, everything I talked about tonight is biblical truth, but none of that's going to work unless you have a relationship with Christ because it's him working through these kind of relationships That'll help transform our lives. How many of y'all can testify to that? Amen. And say, man, it's God's working through other people, but it starts here. You got to have a light relationship with the Lord. You can't lean on another person to give you his office. Listen, some people are going to let you down. Even people in church, it happens. Amen. I know I've done that and I apologize if I've let anybody down. I know I've done that before. We're human. We're going to miss it. But you know what? If you have this relationship with God first... He'll never let you down. Amen. He loves you. He loves you enough Amen. to die for you. He loves you enough to, to not keep you in that sin. He wants to free you from that sin because we all have. So I want to encourage you guys you be not connected with the life group. There's a few men in here right now. They have lanyards on. Why don't you guys just raise your hand. If you're a life group leader in here, look at just look around. There's a few guys. That, that are life group leaders in here. They'll be downstairs as we're about to go eat some food and just hang out. Check out the life group wall. Come talk to these guys. See what kind of life groups they're leading. Or you can go online at our website. Check it out. Uh, or our, our download our app on our church app. They have the full directory. Life groups will start next week. Okay. So listen, if I know some of you have come with your, with your spouses and my wife's telling them to go get your kids. If you're a dad that brought your children by yourself, go get your kids out of kids life first. Then you and the children can come back down downstairs we're gonna make our way down uh, under the canopy they're gonna be serving chili Uh, we got some chili got some cookies i believe there's gonna be coffee out there too and we're gonna manger Amen. Know, hey, why don't, don't we close this time in prayer and bless the food and and guys? I just encourage y'all to again get connected, make make some solid relationships. Amen, Father. I just thank you for this time, this time yes. with these men, Lord. I thank you, Father. We know that you you are you you love us, my God, and thank you for saving us. Thank you again for forgiving us of our sin. As a, as we pray, Lord, we all pray that again, and I, yes. I pray that I thank you that that Lord. I know I fall short, Lord, but you come in and you you give us the grace every day and forgive us, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You said if we confess our sins to you, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and, and, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But, Lord, you said if we confess our sins to one another, then we will be healed. Lord, even let these men, Lord God, catch this tonight. That there's something about being in fellowship in life group and in close relationship that we can help one another to get healed, to get free, to live free, Lord. That we can come to know you personally, live free, find our purpose, and make a difference. Lord, bless this food they're about to eat, and the hands that have prepared it. May we make connections tonight, even around this food tonight. May you be glorified, Lord. Draw us closer to you, first and foremost, and closer to one another as the body of Christ, Lord. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.